0: I'm Kayla Brenn, your host of Discovering the Balance. Today is May 10th, 2021, and this is episode four. I am recording from, of course, inside Diesel Dolly the truck, and I'm in Mancus, Colorado, which is just west of Durango. Today is, yet again, a travel day and probably the earliest travel day we've had yet. Grams and Pops are helping us out and taking uh, Riley and Annie for the trip today because we have an appointment at Discount Tire at 9.15 and we are super excited. When you buy a rig, the industry, the RV industry will tell you that the, the tires that come on the rigs china bombs so we had our first blowout experience uh last month as we were traveling to page arizona and since then we have been waiting to be near a discount tire to go ahead and exchange all of those bad boys out for some Goodyear endurance tires so super excited for this process it's going to be interesting the best way to do it supposedly is rolling up into discount tire truck and truck and rig hooked up they'll lift up the truck And the rig will rotate our tires for the truck, put new tires on the rig and off we go. (laughs) So really cool experience. I'm sure I'll be sure to take a picture and share it. But in today's episode, I'm actually picking up where we left off at the end of episode one. So if you haven't listened to that, It's just the story of, I don't know, how we came up with this crazy idea of living in a fifth wheel and traveling the country, and then better yet, how we pulled it off in 30 days. But the episode ends with us headed towards our first destination. Some people refer to this place as Sweet Home, Alabama. I'll share our whereabouts the first month, and then I'll also talk about what our new day-to-day life looked like. <laughs> All of a sudden, Jeff and I no longer had jobs, and Riley was not going to school, but doing homeschool life. So it, it was easy to say that quite literally everything had changed about our life, so I'm just gonna share a little bit about what that was like for us. So episode one concluded with our departure from Tennessee. We picked up our rig from Cedar City of Lebanon and headed straight to our first destination, which was Corinth Recreation Area. It was absolutely beautiful. It was a full hookup site, and uh, it is still to this day the screensaver on my phone. It just was a breathtaking place to wake up to each and every morning. Very Alabama, (laughs) very middle of nowhere woods, but very serene. So we arrive Thursday evening, probably around eight o'clock. The video of Riley running towards the truck, ah, it just, Makes me tear up almost every time I watch it. So we arrive, grams and pops graciously fed us, and we crashed hard. That Friday, I'm actually gonna post a picture of it. The place was a wreck. I mean, we just had stuff everywhere. So Jeff attacked the outside, meaning like storage, finding a home for everything. And I attacked the inside with, of course, consulting Jeff, because again, we're like finding a new home for all of the objects that we have, we have brought with us and hoping and praying we have room for them all. <laughs> so that day was super full, but by that evening I had our bed made, I posted a picture of it. It was just so nice to be like, wow. This is our bedroom now, <laughs> and this is where we live. So by Sunday, we were able to go on, a, on our first hike. It, we saw a very small waterfall, but it was a super secluded hike. No trail signs. Riley, unfortunately, had a bad pair of water sandals. That gave him such a bad blister that he opted to walk back with one shoe on and one shoe off. But in true Riley style, he was such a trooper about it. Then that Monday before we departed, we were able to go to the longest natural bridge east of the Rockies. What, what? <laughs> um, it was a really cool experience um, overall and just a fun way to like kind of kick off our adventures with our Gramps and Pops for that four weeks. So come Wednesday, we are headed to Pickensville, Alabama, so it's all county roads the entire way, and we arrived to, yet again, a beautiful park. It was on the Tom Bigby, and our site backed up to the water. It was just truly beautiful, so we arrive, and you know, this is our second setup, so uh, oh my goodness, I just... (laughs) I remember just being a nervous wreck. Me still not even understanding at this time, like how the legs extend and retract and which goes which way. I mean, just nerves all the way. So we're getting set up and we don't have water. (laughs) So I see our neighbor out and so we go over and we're like, Hey, do you have water? And he's like, well, I did just a couple hours ago. We just got back and no, I don't have water right now. I'm like, Hmm. So we check with Grams and Pops. There are a few sites down and they hadn't gotten to that yet, but then they do and they don't have water. So we call the front desk um, and tell them, hey, we just arrived and we don't have water. Neither does our neighbor or, you know, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, oh, weird. We'll look into it. So (laughs) turns out that they were digging to lay fiber optic cable and they hit the water line. So we were going to be without water, most likely the rest of the night, possibly into tomorrow. So <laughs> RVs have freshwater tanks, which ours holds like, I think, 36 gallons or so. Um, I talked about it in episode two and one, where um, talking about us going to Zion National Park and us not having a water hookup. So we knew we needed to go ahead and fill that freshwater tank when we arrived. So you don't really want to drive around with your freshwater tank filled because that's just extra weight. And again, everything is about pin weight or your GBWR. Don't worry. I still don't understand any of that, but I do know you don't want to just travel around carrying extra weight and water. So we didn't have water. So we went to bed that evening. I forget how we even made, made do with dinner and whatnot because truly not having water. I mean, I have never not had water. Have you? It was so funny that afternoon, all the different campers and the host of the campground just talking about their decades of RVing and not ever encountering no water or, you know, no water unplanned. And Jeff and I are just looking at each other and we're like, we literally have not been camping a week yet. (laughs) Like, We're not even a full weekend. We started on a Thursday. We arrived there on a Wednesday and no water. And what's really funny is we had just started Riley in homeschool. And that week, one of the topics was, um, basic human needs, which, you know, shelter, water, food, clothing. And it was it was a very eye-opening experience. You know, not even being able to wash your hands. It's just it was something. So, we had planned the next morning that if we woke up to no water, we would just get up and we would go into Columbus, Mississippi, which is about 30-40 minutes away, and we would eat at Cracker Barrel and then go shopping. <laughs> So, cause this was going to be like the, this was the closest we had come to being like to a town that actually had, you know, a Kroger, a TJ Maxx. So very exciting times. So we wake up that next morning. We still don't have water. We go into town, eat Cracker Barrel. It's fantastic. And then we go to Kroger and TJ Maxx. And I just remember <laughs> having so many mixed emotions because I felt like I had been removed from society And like the civilization that I had become accustomed to for like at least a month. And it had only been a week. Now, granted, the no water probably, you know escalated how I felt in that time, but I just remember being in Kroger and TJ Maxx and being like, oh, like the light is shining, the clouds are parting, and I'm like ascending into heaven. It was ridiculous. It had only been one week. So we returned to the campground. We learned that the only thing that had happened was we lost electricity for a few hours, and we still didn't have water. (laughs) I remember reaching a point where I told Graham's Pops, Jeff, Riley, all the people that had better attitudes than I did at this point of me just saying like, I am disgusting. It is, this is middle of August, Alabama, where humidity is 85 to 95% all the time. And it never drops below 80, not even during the middle of the night. So I'm disgusting. (laughs) We are all pretty gross, but I just looked at them and I was like, I don't want to do anything that's going to add how gross i already am so i pretty much just went to the rv and said i'll be here until we get water again (laughs) and thankfully sometime that evening we got water we enjoyed our stay at this park it truly was a very laid back peaceful um time there there wasn't a ton to do jeff and i actually borrowed grams and pops's inflatable kayak and we kayaked to Mississippi because we were so close, like a stone's throw away. We were like, you know what? Let's let's go. Let's kayak to Mississippi. That sounds fun. So we kayaked. We enjoyed bike rides. We enjoyed watching um, the lock and dam. Just. Super, super laid back. It also helped because we didn't really have great internet, which that first month, (laughs) we were trying to figure out what we were going to use to be able to use internet. And at this time, we continued to just be in middle of nowhere Alabama where we hardly had Verizon service. So getting any sort of other (laughs) internet was just not even an option. So it really made for a peaceful week and pretty relaxing. I remember we took a lot of naps. I mean, our bodies, I think, from that previous month and the months leading up to that, we were just exhausted. And our bodies were finally being like, oh, you actually have time to rest? You need to take like a three-hour nap. (laughs) So it was super peaceful and enjoyable. And then the next place we went to was Demopolis, Alabama, which I was so excited about Demopolis because the population was like 5,000 people compared to being in towns with less than 500 people as a population. <laughs> so we arrived to Demopolis, Alabama and Demopolis is where I finally reached the point where I said, okay, I'm going to have to take a shower house shower. I had, it had been about two weeks. We have a shower in our RV. Don't, don't get it twisted. We have a shower, but the water pressure is not great. Now, Jeff has made modifications since then. There are things, things that you can do to improve it. But at this time, the pressure is just, I don't know how to describe it. It's just not great. It's fine for washing your body, but for women who have to like get their hair really wet and cleaned. It's not ideal. And by the time your hair is actually wet, you run out of hot water. because again, the hot water heater, I don't know how big it is, but think about how big our rig is. It can't be that big, right? <laughs> so it lasts maybe about a solid 10 minutes. And that's also doing like an army shower a lot of the times where you know, you turn the water off in between. So FoOSQ is where I finally was like, okay, I'm going to have, I'm going to have to take a shower house shower. So I had my shower shoes. <sighs> I'll, I, I'll post a picture. It, it, it's not great. I now grade showers. It's one of the first things I like to check out at a campground. I actually think there's a huge void in the RV world where there should just be some sort of app specifically for rating showers. Women need this. I'm not personally taking it on but I do think it's, it's, it's a need. <laughs> so this bathroom, looking back, now that I have more experience, I would give it probably a D. And I would only shower there in desperate times. Which, at this point, it, I was pretty desperate. It was two weeks in. So I have... <laughs> the shower experience in our third campground place and then also the experience of becoming more one with nature. Um the boys like to call it pterodactyl. Um the noises that I make when a bug or something buzzes around me, or when I almost smack my face into a giant spider. Um, I'll post a picture of these spiders as well. It was just insane. We were so hungry to be able to like go hiking and explore whatever area we were in. And sadly, most of the places that we were in did not have an abundance of said things. So whatever we found, we would conquer. But what we were finding is that it was kind of late in the season or you know, not desirable to hike in and small little areas. So we were going on what few trails there were that had not been walked on in a while. So we were seeing like spider after spider after spider. And they would, they, it would cross between the path, like the two trees they would connect to. It was just, I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to make it like, <laughs> not sure if I'm ever going to get used to this, much less the fact that at, in the evening's The mosquitoes would come out and I am just eaten alive by mosquitoes. So honestly, at this point in the game, (sighs) I'm questioning things a little bit. (laughs) Like, I really, we really need to get out of Alabama because this heat, the bug situation and just the overall um, lack of things to really just like go out and conquer an adventure were lacking. Um, So we were itching to move forward so the next destination was montgomery alabama which i i know me i definitely had hyped it up in my mind we're so excited because it was you know this is the capital of alabama now granted it is alabama but we were like this has to be good news for us this we're gonna be able to go downtown montgomery check out all of the incredible history there is to learn about which so applicable in the times that we are living we just thought that there was going to be a ton of stuff to do (laughs) we were wrong (laughs) so we arrived to the park it's a beautiful park yet again full hookup grams and pops know how to pick them out so the campground was incredible we were only about like 25 minutes from a suburb of montgomery that had marshalls tj maxx target kroger I mean, all the things it was, it was so exciting. (laughs) It was so, so exciting. I think we went to that area two different times, the one week that we were actually there. So on the weekend, we plan to do Montgomery, like the Rosa Parks Museum, um, check out Martin where, you know, where Martin Luther King preached at just a lot of history. So we go downtown to Montgomery and now granted it is still the pandemic. I mean, this is August, Um, and this was really the first city, I guess you would say in quotation marks that we had gone to in Alabama. So we weren't super familiar with how strict things were with COVID, but we arrived downtown Montgomery on a Saturday morning and it is a ghost town. Like there is nobody around. We go to the Rosa Parks Museum. There's no sign that says it's closed. Has the, hour, has the hours listed that they're open and they are not there. And it was it was incredibly eerie just to be walking around a city where you can tell it, it's been updated. Like these businesses are currently open typically, but there were no people around. We finally found somebody, well, Pops did. And, you know, Pops can start up a conversation with anybody. Um, somebody who was working on like yard work. Um, around the area, because there was a campus right there, and he was like, yeah, I don't know why they're not open. They've just kind of come and gone, and there was just no explanation. It was the most bizarre thing, (laughs) and it was a really big letdown, and like the icing on the cake for our time in Alabama. So we departed Montgomery and we were headed down to Kingsland, Georgia to spend time with our uncle Gary and aunt Katrina. And we were so excited. So we had one overnight and it was in Bainbridge, Georgia. So we departed grams and pops. So many mixed emotions of like, are we ready? (laughs) And here we go. I mean, we're no longer caravanning. This is it. Like, we are going to be on our own. So, we get to Bainbridge, Georgia, and I remember that night we had the most beautiful sunset. I mean, this place is known for its sunsets, it's also known for its ants. So, we were kind of thankful we were only there one night. Um, But the sunset, oh my goodness. Again, I'll put, post a picture of it. It was just such a beautiful one night spot. Um, the entire night, we were completely confused. We had no idea what time it was. We were in Georgia, technically, but like very much on the line of Florida, but somehow we're pulling towers from Alabama. So we were on central time. It was the most, we had no idea what time it was genuinely until we literally left the park. And then the time changed again. And we were like, ah, so we were on central (laughs) and we were supposed to be on Eastern. So I'll leave this episode with us arriving at uncle Gary and aunt Katrina's. So at this point, this is going to be Jeff's fifth time parking the RV And the very last picture on my Instagram story will be (laughs) showing the driveway and us pulling up right outside of their um, driveway with the rig in tow and us just kind of looking like, all right, here goes nothing. So what did our average day look like while we were adjusting to this new life of living on the road? You know, I kind of went through the order of events of that first month, but what did the day-to-day look like? A lot of people are curious of that, and I think a lot of people think you must be so bored. (laughs) And we can honestly say... Nine months in, I don't think we've had one day where we were bored. Even in Alabama, it was still such an adjustment. You know, there wasn't a ton to do around, but we were learning constantly. I mean, before this trip, I had never been to a laundromat so, or laundromat, whatever you want to call them. Jeff still can't believe that. I'm like, listen, in college, I went to Tennessee tech. And so I was pretty close to home. I would always just bring my laundry home every you know, few weekends. And then I lived in Chattanooga and I did the same thing. So, and then I moved, lived on my own and always had either a washer or dryer or access to one. Um, <laughs> so there were new experiences happening for each of us daily so our day-to-day had no order to it whatsoever now granted we were with grams and pops so we wanted to seize each day we wanted to say yes to all of the impromptu bike rides or walks or games of Mexican Train and Uno I mean we wanted to be very present even in these first you know few days of living on the road and we just kept saying like oh once we depart them then we'll really be able to find a groove and a rhythm to our day. (laughs) So here we are, nine months later, spoiler alert, we have no groove or rhythm other than we all really go with the flow a lot better. So the first month, our day-to-day, it was just odd. I mean, we didn't have jobs to wake up to, which, I mean, in our entire adulting life, (laughs) that's not even that's never happened, not except for a vacation. You know, and both of us, we had jobs all throughout college. So for the two of us to just not have jobs, it was weird. There was really no, there was nothing to like get us up in the morning. So we were sleeping in and just really our days would go by so quickly because. You know, we'd do school at some point, we'd take a walk, we'd make lunch, you know, the day just flies by just like it does in any situation. So that has been a huge lesson learned is that life flies by no matter what. So our days, um, really had no rhythm, but we really had a lot to accomplish. I mean, we were getting used to Riley doing homeschooling and so Jeff and I both we're kind of navigating that together or one-on-one with Riley because we both really wanted to kind of have an idea of what was going on. And then we also realized we had a lot of trip planning to do and a lot of catch-up work. Um, I would say that the average, and I'm talking private campgrounds and also you know, like state campground, state parks, all of them. If I would take an average, I would say the booking window is usually six months. Sometimes it's a year. Sometimes it's like a three-month rolling. It, it just depends. But the sweet spot for us, at least, has been to plan out six months in advance because that way we can pretty much guarantee we know where we're going to be and we can really take advantage of those beautiful parks that usually bring down our average nightly rate so we are all about that. (laughs) And I'll actually share a story of our trip planning in that first month where we actually woke up at 3 a.m. Yes, it was, it was intense. So we realized pretty early on into our, (laughs) our trip into August that although we were, we were all booked through like November 16th, uh, we knew we were only going to take a week Or maybe two weeks back in the Nashville area, and then we were gonna be leaving again. And so we really had to decide pretty immediately where do we want to go. And so for us, we knew we had to stay warm. (laughs) This being cold, first of all, our rig is not set up for it, and we don't, we have no desire to be camping in the freezing cold temperatures. So in the United States, there's really only a few places that you can go to stay warm florida of course but jeff and i are really familiar with florida we love florida it might be somewhere that we land after we get off the road but we wanted to also explore and see new things so we knew we wanted to head out west so we kind of put a point on the map which is highly recommended by other rv travelers that you know giving tips on how to plan. So we kind of said, okay, we want to be in San Diego by February 16th, which is my birthday. We both love San Diego. It's the first place that Jeff and I went to solo and we really fell in love with the area. So we were really excited to be able to take Riley back there. So we knew, okay, February 16th, we want to be in San Diego, okay? And then we also knew that it would be really cool to be able to see the Cubs in uh, spring training in Mesa, Arizona, which puts us like mid-March being in Mesa, Arizona. So we knew that we needed to do that as well. And from there, we really were hoping to uh, go to Arizona and be, you know, kind of like Leave Nashville, beeline it to Arizona, and really just explore South Arizona. But what we quickly learned was that they were already on wait list (laughs) or they were 55 and up communities. So that is how we ended up being able to slow down and spend, I think it was 52 days in Texas, which I have a slight love affair with Texas. Can't wait to get to the time spent in Texas. I'll have to do two episodes for sure. Maybe an entire episode on Bucky's, if I'm really being honest. I mean, oh, if you've never experienced a Bucky's, I'm gonna just say it—you're missing out on on experiencing life. So that's how we ended up in Texas for so long, but it was intense. So each day, I would spend, you know, depending on the day, one to two hours trip planning, which it's like a rabbit hole. Once you start trip planning, oh, it's like a dark, dark hole. You just keep looking and looking and looking and trying to piece things together. I'm actually going to post two pictures of like my rough draft, even in August. I think it was only maybe like August 26th. I'll put the date of the picture um, that I wrote this out and it was me mapping out and I was all the way through like March 26th, which that is such a huge feat. (laughs) And I remember, oh my goodness! So Mesa, Arizona, we knew we wanted to get there, and we realized, oh my goodness, the booking window is about to open a hub. So we are in our last campground with Grams and Pops. This is at Gunner Hill in Montgomery, and it releases the first day of the month for that entire like m- month period. It's not like one each day is opened daily or whatever. So. The entire month was going to be opened and it was going to be opened at midnight mountain time, which Arizona doesn't change times. So at this time of the year, they're actually three hours behind. So that was 3 a.m. So I tell Jeff, I'm like, "I I think, I think this is going to be one of those that we really, really need to book right whenever like the clock strikes midnight their time. <laughs> and so we set our alarms for 2:50 a.m. So, 2:50 a.m. rolls around, we get up, we have our phones ready to go, we have our laptop ready to go, we have our iPad ready to go. I mean, we are locked and loaded, okay? So, the clock strikes midnight and we try on, you know, one device and it's just spinning and spinning and spinning. <laughs> and we're like, "What?" And within like a minute, I was able to grab our first reservation, which was truly in Mesa. But we wanted to, after Mesa, stay in the Maricopa County area, but it was actually just like north of Phoenix and it's called Lake Pleasant, which, well, it's beautiful. So um, that was the reservation we were trying to secure and the site just kept spinning. So So many people were on right at this exact time booking these reservations that it actually caused it to crash. We ended up getting like, you know, like the web, I don't know what, the coding came up on the website. (laughs) This is insane. And we tried and tried and tried, and it was around 325. I had already given up. And Jeff was able to secure a spot for us so overall the first month our days were wonky I mean we played games we did life like doing homeschool going to a laundromat all together which turns out I love a laundromat I love knowing that I don't have to think about doing laundry like it's not in the back of my head any time of the week other than the time that we're actually doing laundry We actually did laundry today, and I mean, yes, we had six different loads to do, and it took a few hours, but it's done, and I don't have to think about it until the next time we find a place with good laundry. So our days were just us getting used to this new lifestyle and every day being surprised by how full our days still were and how fast life just flies by. All right. That about wraps up episode four and it definitely wraps up our time spent in Alabama. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to follow along on all of our adventures, be sure to go to Instagram and search Diesel Dolly's Great Escape. And then as I mentioned in the episode, I'm going to post quite a few pictures on my story at Kayla Made New, and hopefully they will give just a little bit more life to some of the stories that I shared today. I will share a picture of those gnarly spiders <laughs> that made me scream crazy. Crazy pterodactyl noises. And I'll also include a picture of that shower that I rated as a D. <laughs> Tune in next week as we continue to discover the balance as we travel this great country.